Well, I will say this, you know, I'm here and I believe the word is here to diss you this morning. <laughs> say you're about to be dissed, meaning that some things are about to be dislodged, <laughs> some things are about to be disrupted, and some things that may have been there that <clears throat> won't go into this next season, this next stage in life are about to be displaced, disrupted, <clears throat> dislodged, and displaced. I'm excited about it. And so <clears throat> what we just did right there in the spirit is a core exercise, if you will. <laughs> it's a core exercise. When we talk about uh, the core, uh, they have this thing even in the physical, uh, in the natural realm called core strengthening. Core strengthening. And then what it does, it has to deal with uh, certain areas of your body, in particular your abdomen and your lower back. Because what those things do, they're pivotal with the movement of your upper body and your legs. So core strengthening is absolutely key. And so just what we did right now in the spirit is did some core strengthening as well. <laughs> and one thing that we do realize and one thing that they say about core strength training is that it's not so much about strength about how strong you are, but it's about stability. That's a strong word right there. Somebody say stability. <clears throat> so core training, core strengthening in the physical is about stability. <laughs> so even as it pertains to the call of God and things that God would have for us, we might notice that people sometimes would have desires for positions or want to be strong in the Lord. But stability and character, stability and character, and I'd say even in your motions, is key because the glory of God will not rest on weak character. <laughs> core strengthening, core training. It's a strong statement, but it's true. The glory of God will not rest upon people that are unstable, that are weak. Here we go. This is demonstrated. Moses had two particular requests, but it was in, in a particular order in which he said this. He was having this encounter with the Lord. This is actually in Exodus chapter 33. We won't turn there, but it's in Exodus chapter 33. And so Moses and God are having this conversation. And then Moses says this thing that's is real interesting. He says, show me, teach me your ways that I might know you. Show me, teach me your ways that I might know you. That's, that's in character aspect right there. When you're talking about somebody's ways and the way that which they move, and so that was Moses' first request. Show me, teach me your ways that I might know you. That's a good thing that we can say right now. Say, Lord, show me. Teach me your ways that I might know you. <laughs> All right, now some of y'all just said that as, just, as a reputation. Now, say that again as if in understanding that you are talking to the Lord. Say, Lord, show me, <coughs> teach me your ways that I might know you. Now, how many of y'all want, want to know him? <laughs> and so God has ways. God has ways that are about him. And so uh, that's one thing that we want to make sure that is constantly our, our request because we can follow his ways when we get out of our own ways. <laughs> when we get out of our own ways, then we can follow his ways because <clears throat> that's what we need. So he says this, Lord, show me, teach me your ways that I might know you. And this is what God's response was. He says this, my presence shall go with you and I shall give you rest. <laughs> Moses says, Lord, show me, teach me your ways that I might know you. Then God says, my presence, because we, remember we ministered on the presence, my presence shall go with you and I shall give you rest. Stability. <laughs> and of course, rest means a whole bunch of things. 
But I want to extract that stability part because you can't rest, you can't have something that is heavy to be able to rest on something that's weak. So he says again, why do we keep repeating this? Because we're going to drill this in. Attention! (laughs) You can't march without (laughs) the proper character and instructions. Lord, show me, teach me your ways that I might know you. My presence shall go with you. And I shall give you rest. And then Moses' request is this. Lord, show me your glory. What an order. Lord, show me your glory. And so then the glory of God was able to show up in a manner to which Moses was transfigured, in which he was changed. A whole bunch was happening in that moment, but God was dealing with some things, dealing with some core, because Moses had some core issues that he had to deal with. (laughs) So when we're talking about core training, it is key. I recently had a back spasm. How many of y'all have ever had a back spasm before? I'm telling you, if you haven't, <laughs> you, you, th- thank you, Jesus. They are extremely painful. And so what wound up happening, I noticed I wound up having two in, tw- in, in two months, and that's never happened before. And <clears throat> I was doing some, doing some traditionally light work, but wound up later on, uh, ap- apparently it was something that was more challenging because I was doing some vacuuming, some things of that nature outside, you know, cleaning some things up, practicing excellence, wanted to make sure that my car was nice and vacuumed, right? <laughs> right? For the excellence, make sure that my car was nice, nice and vacuumed. And so later on that day, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I actually wanted to pass, uh, post up some flyers, just a simple flyer, one sheet of paper. I went to lift up and post it up, And then my back, as soon as I went just like this, the back tightened up. All the muscles back here in the lower and the middle back locked up. And if you ever have it, what the experience is, everything grips. It tightens and then it becomes difficult to breathe and even walk. Every turn, every movement hurts. And so I'm like, Lord Jesus. And now I'm changing my breathing. I'm like, what in the world? Have you ever heard this terminology, just even emotionally people saying it's like, man, they spazzed on somebody. (laughs) <laughs> spasms. And so what some of the indications is, because again, I'm just lifting, this is one sheet of paper, one sheet of paper, and my back spasms. So same things for people that aren't stable emotionally and even spiritually. One little thing that they have to lift can set them off. They all spaz, they all tighten up, and it's like, what in the world? There was an indication I realized in the physical, I was like, oh man, my core is weak. If I had two back spasms in two months, that means that there's some strengthening in here and in my back that needs to be re-strengthened. Because ain't no way that you should be vacuuming and then lift up a sheet of paper. And of course, I know there's other stuff, but bottom line, I understood for me, it's like, oh man, I gotta strengthen my core. That there's some things that I have to do. But now, same thing in the spirit. If you find yourself spazzing over little stuff, then there's some core values that need to be strengthened or realized. Core values are so key even for your movement. The things that make up as far as for how you move, how you turn, how you operate in life. I'm telling you, when I had a spasm, I was tightened up. My movement was like this. It's like, Lord Jesus. And, 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 I'm, and I'm walking and, you know, I had some, some, some classmates be able to pray for me for some other stuff. But I was like, Lord. And so I'm praying, but then I also did this. I had to take some leave. I was like, man, I, <laughs> brother needs some alleviament. And everything just seemed like it was a whole lot further to get to. Core values are so key. I encourage you, as we're in a new year in the spirit and preparing for a new year in the natural, that you identify some things that you value at your core that you value at your core, as far as for how you move, how you proceed in life, those are core values. 
Our ministry has some core values. It's represented as TIER. Who, who remembers what TIER stands for? Who, who, who remembers? <clears throat> All right. I see some hands. Well, some people do. But I'll explain it to you. Truth, integrity, excellence, relationships. Again, that's TIER. Truth, integrity, excellence, and relationships. Those are the things that we value. That's how we operate as a ministry. We want to operate on truth. We want to operate with integrity. And we've been ministering the past two weeks just talking about excellence. How many of y'all have been challenged and enjoying this, um, breaking out of one mold and then stepping into another level of excellence? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm not going to re rehash that, but I mean, it, it could... It's, it's so much ground to cover as it pertains to excellence, but listen to the podcast. And I know sometimes the flesh will be like, I don't want to listen to it. But no, if it ever has that response, you need to listen to it because it's going to be good for you again and again. And then, of course, truth, integrity, excellence, and relationships. <laughs> what we're going to do today is talk about truth. But before we dig into some specifics, there are three truths about truth in general that I just want to share with you. First thing, truth is eternal. It's facts that change. I'm going to say that again. <clears throat> truth is eternal. It's facts that can change. But that's a truth about truth. Truth is consistent. You know, I've had the privilege and opportunity to be able to travel and even live in different countries and cultures and encounter different people. And one thing that I do realize, truth is truth no matter where you are, whenever you are. The facts can change. Here's the second truth about truth. Truth isn't just information alone. Truth is a person. <laughs> It's wound up in the character, in the being of God. Jesus says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. <clears throat> then he says this also about this, the spirit of truth. In John 16, verse 13 through 15, and then we're going to get to our scripture. But he said, the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. Isn't that a blessing? That you don't have to walk around in deception. <laughs> Woo! <clears throat> Here's another truth about truth. This one's real powerful, extremely powerful. We'll talk about this more specifically on Wednesday, but truth creates a path for justice. That's heavy. Truth creates a path for justice, and in that justice, true freedom is experienced. I'm going to say that again about truth. Truth creates a path for justice, even if you think about it in the court of law. Truth creates a path for justice. And in that justice, especially the justice of the Lord, true freedom can be experienced. We've heard this before, but it's very powerful. Jesus said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Now, I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 6. I'll let you know the verse in just a little bit. Because those are some truths about truth, and I know that there's more, but there's three that I wanted to make sure that we, we, we highlight it. So Hebrews chapter 6, and you can just kind of camp out there, and then we'll get to our verse um, <clears throat> very shortly. But again, truth is eternal. It's the facts that change. Truth isn't just information, truth is a person, and then truth creates a path for justice, and in that justice, true freedom is experienced. 
So those are some truths about truth, but then there's also some truths about lies. These are core values that we're talking about here. <laughs> so you can just jot this down, but in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16 through 19, the Bible says that God hates lying. He hates detestable lips, or, or those are detestable lips that, that spew out falsehoods. So that's the truth about lying. God hates lying. Somebody just say that. God hates lying. <clears throat> Here's another truth about lies in John chapter 8, verse 44. Satan is the father of lies. <laughs> this we know. God hates lying, and Satan is the father of lies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we'll just let that kind of just sit in for a moment before we continue on. Because if you evaluate, if you think about it, it's a serious matter. It's a core value. Truth is a core value of the Lord, clearly. So it's something that we want to make sure that we adopt amongst ourselves. And I'm going to put her on the spot here, but hopefully she's ready. Uh, if I could just have Minister Mona, if you don't mind just coming up, just sharing uh, just briefly just a, a testimony that she shared with me that I think would be uh, uh, powerful. <laughs> Can we just thank God as she comes up? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yes, I believe I'm ready. Um, anyway, I was sharing with the Pastor Wall this past Sunday, how, you know, we, yes, we, when we get saved, you know, you got to deliver you from different things. And one of the things was for me lying, you know, and I believe he delivered me most of the lying, but then I tried to start justifying myself, but it's a white lie. It's not really hurting, but anyway, so I will say, well, that's still lying, right? And I found myself for years, you know, stuff that you, with family and friends, you don't want to, no, I don't want to deal with you, so I'll just say this so you can get off, so you won't get mad, because I don't want to lose your acceptance, I don't want to lose your approval, so I'm not as good as a Christian that you think I should be, so I'd rather say this so you won't, you know what I mean, just the mask. And the family members and loved ones, you know, my dad, I don't want his reprimand for, you know, because I want to please my father, my natural father, biological father. So I will sometimes, Papa G, so I will end up sometimes saying stuff to my dad that I know is not true. And then I will justify it in my heart saying, well, it's not really hurting anybody. I just don't want any kind of, you know, I don't want disapproval from my dad or my sisters or my family members or friends or even people from church sometimes. You know, because I'm not as good as Christian that you thought I should be. I should be perfect, right? At least that's how I thought. And I found myself... Every week, repenting and justifying God, saying, well, it's not hurting anybody. You know, it's not like I'm going out there, you know, on purpose, sleeping around or doing something. And I was justifying in my mind. And then we were teaching about the repentance. And then he, he was taught, teaching us about how true repentance destroy um, strongholds. I'm trying not to cry. And Holy Spirit really dealt with me. He's like, Mona, lying is lying. Whether it's a white lie or green lie, lying is a lying. You're justifying it. And then he, I just repented. I'm like, God, help me. I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to be free from this. Because when you are, it's white lie or whatever, you are, you're still in a stronghold. Because you're not free. You're not free. Because you're still looking for approval from people. You don't want them to disapprove you. And, you know, you, don't, you want the acceptance so bad. Because if I tell you the truth, you might not like me. You might not think that I'm as good as a Christian that you thought I should be. You might, you know, the fear of judgment. I don't want you to judge me. So I'd rather tell you the white lie. I, it's not hurting. 
So I just told God, I say, I want to be free. He said, okay, if you want to be free, then you just tell the truth, however they take it. He say, he say, I approve of you. I accept you. So stop looking from people. Why are you looking from people what only I can give you? He said, you want to be free? Just tell the truth. Let them talk about you. Let them judge you. You be free. Let them say whatever. He said, you go be free. So that's why I just repented. I was like, you know what, God? I don't want to do any more lies. You know, I, tell, I told Robert. I said, tell them all. Tell them. Tell the whole thing. I don't care because you know what? I want to be free. I no longer want to be bound up by the devil lies. He hold me up. I don't want to be, I don't want to live like this anymore. I want to be, I want to walk in the freedom that Jesus died to give me. I no longer want to be bound up by it. I want to be free. Don't you want to be free? We want to please people so bad. We don't want, you know, their disapproval. We want to accept it so bad to the point now we have to tell you the white lie. So you will love me. You will accept me. No, I need to know that he loves me. And his love is more than enough. And I got to love myself. And I struggle with that a lot. Every day. Like, God help me. He said, Mona, I love you. I forgive you. So why can't you love and forgive yourself like I do? He said, you can't give what you don't have. So going back to the white lies, you know, so I would justify. I mean, I still was struggling this past week. You know, I'm like, I would like be very careful. I'm like, oh. Then I go back like, no, no, no. I meant to say this way. This is the real truth. You know. But it's amazing how the fear of man control us so much. We let the fear of man control us so much because we don't know who we really are. We don't know who we really are. If you really know that whom the Son sets free is free indeed, then you are free. You are free in Christ. You walk in the freedom. You repent. You say, God, you come to God. Say, God, you know what, God, this is the thing. This is, I want to be free from this. I want to be free. This is controlling me. I, don't, I no longer want to be controlled by what people think of me. Yes, I care, but not to the point that it's controlling me. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> Here's what's powerful. I, I recently came across a, a, a documentary called Tell Me Who I Am. And what it was, it was a documentary, true story about two twins. One of the twins wound up getting into a motorcycle accident and lost all his memory. The only thing that he remembered was his brother. He didn't even remember who he was. He didn't remember who his parents were. He didn't remember anything that happened in his life. So what happened, one of the premises, the other twin that did not get into an accident started recreating the memories for this twin for his brother, the twin that wasn't in an accident. So he started pulling out pictures. And so he would share the pictures, and then what he was saying is whatever the twin that had an accident, whatever he thought took place in that picture, he let him run with it. So in other words, he started recreating this person's memories and life based upon a lie because they actually experienced some horrible, traumatic things growing up. So now you have one twin with these memories and the other that didn't. So now when he'd go back and tell him, it's like, yeah, you know, mom and dad, you know, they, they were great people and things of that nature. So now this twin that had an accident is growing up, trying to adapt, trying to reacclimate himself to who he is. But now he's depending upon all his information on something that isn't true. So in essence, his whole quote unquote reality, some of his experiences were really based upon a lie. Now, what was happening for the twin that was actually telling these lies, he was on the inside getting torn up because it wasn't, it wasn't true. And so now he's like, man, you know, I had to keep keeping up with the lie. That's one thing when you do lie, you have to keep, you have to keep track with the lie. You have to keep it going and keep it going because, because of, of fear of what will be able to take place. So eventually, 
uh, the twin that, that had the truth, he told him, he was like, bottom line, hey, you know, we were sexually abused by our parents. And man, he's even crying to saying this because what they're doing, they're actually talking into the camera. They weren't having this conversation with these other. And so he was like, man, thank you so much for telling me. You know, they had moments that they were crying. But then the other twin that had the truth, he was like, man, you know, I didn't tell them the whole truth. So what wound up happening, he wasn't able to tell him face to face. So he just pre-recorded it and had the twin find out that it wasn't just the parents. The mom would take them around to different people and and have other people abuse them as well. And so it was the truth that fully came out. And I'm sitting here utterly fascinated. I'm like, man, how do you grow up not understanding? You're building your whole life based upon a lie. But then come to realize that, man, it really happens. We build up lies amongst ourselves. Stuff that, 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 <coughs> It's not what God has said. But when God speaks a truth to our speaks a truth to us, what it does it now it has to encounter the things that we thought were true. Have you ever seen faux wood, fake wood? <laughs> oh, there's a difference between fake wood and real wood, even though real wood can look real in the appearance of it. But it doesn't have the same smell. <laughs> It doesn't have the same texture or density. And so what God is doing, even as he was encouraging Minister Mona, he was like, look, I want you to come to the full truth of what it is that I've called you. Here's some things that God, I realized uh, just even a, a moment, you know, because sometimes we have these declarations that are based upon the word of God. And we can say them, and you know sometimes you can say declarations and it can start to become numb and mindlessly. And I realized there were certain declarations that, that I was saying, and then it got to a point, and I believe the Holy Spirit checked me. He was like, man, do you believe this? And I was like, God, you know what? There were certain ones, I was like, the belief ain't all the way there. And then he asked me, why not? He's like, well, how come you don't believe? And then I was like, well, Lord, I don't see it yet. He was like, well, just because you don't see it doesn't mean that I don't. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18. Matter of fact, let me go verse 13. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could not, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Meaning Abraham, after he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. <laughs> Verse 16. For men verily swear by the greater, and on oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Verse 17. Were in God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. But that by two immutable things in which, one, it was impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. And then which hope we have set an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. And then let me say verse 18 again. One of the immutable things is this. It is impossible for God to lie. Got to say that again to drill it in. It is impossible. It is literally, absolutely impossible for God to lie. Because he is so much truth. I've heard this illustration. If, 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 if God, <coughs> if we were to say outside, it's like, man, you know the, the sky is gray right now. And if God were to say, uh, you know what, the sky is purple, and I mean all purple, we'd be like, God, no, you know what, the sky's not great. As soon as he said the sky is purple out of his mouth, guess what? That is no longer a lie. It becomes truth because of his creative ability. And so the sky then becomes purple. So it is literally impossible for him to lie. So when he says something about you, yes. 
And then if it's in contradiction to what it is that we believe, guess what? You have now identified the lie. God contradicts with truth. And he does not contradict himself. That's why scripture doesn't contradict itself. People say, what contradicts? No, 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 no. You just don't understand the fullness of the truth. So when God speaks something to us, guess what? That is the reality. Here we have experiences, and some can be even traumatic, that try to identify and label us. And then what we can do, we can take on that label ourselves. If we get abused, then we say, I am abused. That is not your identity. It may have been an experience, but it is not the identity. It's not who you are. That's not the full truth. And so what happens is it becomes a core value. It looks like wood. Y'all know this floor right now? This ain't wood. Looks like it, but it ain't wood. Try to put some water on it and you'll see. <laughs> this thing will start to buckle in the presence of something that is real. So it's the core values, the core truths. And so God was like, man, I want you to deal with some truths. And I actually want to, because these were some great confessions that I was saying. These were some great confessions. He's like, well, man, how come you don't believe it? And again, I said, well, Lord, I don't see it yet. Well, he was like, well, I do. Let me show you now what I see. And so now I had to start receiving the truth. And what the truth was doing, it was pressing down some of the things that I had assumed was okay. We don't want to, because it's been there for a while. And so what it is, it's just some layers. It was, a layer, it was just a layer I did not realize was there. And God's like, no, let's peel back this wallpaper and let's get to what it is because I, I, I want to be able to do some new things, but I need you to understand some more truths about yourselves that fully haven't been ingrained yet. How do I know? Because of how you move. It hasn't been a core value yet. And I'm like, whoa. He's like, and that's why you don't see what I see yet but I want to help strengthen the core of who you are. And truth has to really prevail in this season because the devil is a lie. And you know, when we all know, because some people used to say this, I used to say this, man, I'm a good liar. There was no such thing as a, being a good liar. I used to pride myself on being able to deceive people. Especially because, you know, when I came up as, can you imagine, I'm a young teenager playing poker for money. And in poker, you have to learn how to lie. Because people can't tell what you're holding in your hand. So, bottom line, God wants to deal with the truth. And just continue to expose and disrupt and dislodge some stuff. It's like, hey, you know what, that, that can't go in this season. <laughs> Not that it should have been there in any season, but he wants to deal with some things now if we allow and if we let, let him. And so it was great. It was freedom. I was crying. I was like, yes, God. He was like, now say it again. And these are just some things, but he's like, say it again. I was like, yes, Lord, I am a great leader. He's like, aren't you? I was like, yes, Lord, I am. He's like, how come? I was like, because you are. There was this show, and we don't have to call it a name, but many of us are familiar with it. There was this talk show. It was real dramatic and rather ratchet. But what they would do, <laughs> they would have this thing where people would come up and try to discern if this was that person's child or not, and then they would take parental tests. And then it would come out to, 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 to the person would assume, it was like, well, do you believe that this, this is your child? And people would be all, especially sometimes men, nah, that ain't my child. And they'd show a picture of the child right next to the other person. It's like, no, that is your baby. That ain't my baby. And then they'd take the paternal test and everyone's sitting there. And then he'd ask the person, he's like, is this your child? No, it ain't my child. He pulled it out. That was a lie. He would tell the person, now that is a lie. And then the mom would be all celebrating, but I told you that's your child, I told you that's your child. And the guy would be like, no, I'm so sorry, I ain't know. And then all this trying to dramatic stuff, but bottom line, it was because of the DNA that they were able to determine the truth. And so what the Lord was reminding me, he was like, no, truth is who I am, and guess what? It's a part of your DNA, so it should be the core. 
Truth, someone just say truth is in my DNA. <laughs> truth is in my core. <laughs> so now what that means for this. Once we receive that, then we know not to operate, as Minister Mona was talking about, we begin to learn how not to operate out of lies. Because we understand that our father, father, doesn't lie. So this means that we don't lie to get certain benefits. If you're saying God bless you with something that was obtained by a lie, guess what? <laughs> that is not the blessing of the Lord. I'm going to say that again. We do not lie to get certain benefits, as appealing as they might be, because <clears throat> what we do, we kind of fudge, fudge the truth. We don't lie in business or otherwise. There was a school system that lied about their academic success in order to get certain funding, and it cost several people their employment. Here's another thing. We don't lie to make ourselves look good. <laughs> that includes even on a resume. <laughs> that includes when it comes tax time. It's true. <laughs> We don't do that. <clears throat> I'll share this part. I had to testify on federal court one time. I'm not going to go into all the details, but it reminded me of it because this is actually a 10-year, it was 10 years ago in which I had to do this, federal court. It was a big to deal, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I'm on the witness stand. And here's the thing, you are sworn, you swear to tell the truth, and the whole truth. Now, here's the thing, I made a decision because of some things that I was a part of and didn't fully understand what was going on, and it was a big, big to do federally implication that I wound up being involved with, and I didn't know fully, it was, it was some deception that was going on. And I didn't realize it, but because I was connected to it, that I could potentially be implicated. So now I had to go to the stand, but I made this determination. I was like, God, you know what? I'm not going to lie. If I did something was wrong and didn't realize it, then man, I'm just going to I'm gonna have to champ it up and, and eat it. Do whatever I need to do because I understand truth is key. So now I'm on the witness stand, and I share everything that I knew to share. With, and guess what? It didn't make me look good. Some of the stuff, because there's some stuff that you should have known, but it didn't. Long story short, I come to find out afterwards, the person wound up having to do a decade worth of time. But I heard through the grapevine, and someone came back to me that talked to that person. It was like, man, well, they wanted, that person wanted me to let you know that you were the only person that told the whole truth. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I started thinking about everyone who, who was on there. And I was like, man, when you start to deal with the fire, then people want to lie. And so it's that pressure. You don't even want to lie under any type of pressure. Someone say, I will tell the truth. <clears throat> so now going back to even some of the personal things, the core values, when we speak truth, we speak out of the essence of who he is. That's why when truth is spoken, it must be declared in love. Because he's truth and he is love. When we tell truth, it must be spoken in love. It's not just saying that we're kind of covered up so much that people don't even get to the truth of the matter. But then it's also not where we just kind of dance around the truth to where you don't even... Say what's true, and then you just don't say, man, I'm just going to tell it like it is, and then we're just mean-spirited. Truth is not communicated out of a mean spirit. It's communicated out of love. So here's the key. We want to filter our words and perspective through God's heart with truth. 
Again, we need to filter our words and our perspective with God's heart. So now when you say things about yourself that line up with the nature of God, but you don't see it, just know this. Know that when you're saying these things out of your mouth that line up with the word of God, you are not lying to yourself. When you say something and, <clears throat> and Scripture says in Hebrews 10, talk about cast not away your confidence. And, of course, that, that has different layers. But then when you say out of your mouth, I am confident, even though you don't feel it, guess what? That's still true. That you still have confidence. Now, it's just a truth that we have to continue to latch on to stronger. But it is true. The lies and things that people have told, guess what? That's not true. Romans 3.14 says this, let God be true. And every man be a liar. And I know sometimes that can be ourselves. Like, Lord, you know, I, I repent, I lie to myself. Because <laughs> if you lie to you, you lie to anybody. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> but think about it. So the Lord had to deal with some stuff because he was like, here's how some lies started to be identified because when it hinders progress, when there's some progress that has been hindered, that means that there's something that you've been believing that's been stopping you from going forward that isn't true. Or if it might seem like it was real for a moment, then you can break past that once you realize that, man, you know, that, <coughs> that's, that's, that's not what it is. For example, I mentioned something, one of the statements about being a good steward and being a success. And the Lord was like, man, do you believe that? And I was like, man, you know what, I don't fully believe it, even though it's connected to his word. I was like, Lord, I don't see the success that I, that I, that I want to see. He was like, well, well, how come, why not? What's kind of held it up? What is it that you've been believing? What is it that has hindered you from going forward? And then when you identify it, it's like, oh, you know what? There's some fear hidden somewhere. It's like, woo. Or for some others, it could be, it's like, man, because, you know, when I tried something before and it got rejected and I don't want to experience that again. And the Lord's saying, it's like, hey, you know what? Even if there's rejection, there's still acceptance in me. <laughs> so even if you get rejected for something, then you can say, look, I am accepted. <laughs> it might not be out of your mouth, but I am accepted. I am accepted in the beloved. <laughs> and then that kind of changes how you move, how you operate. You see things differently, you operate differently. Going back, making the statements like, man, I'm a great leader. Lord's like, yeah, yes, you are. He's like, there's some areas where you haven't realized it, but it's like, man, when you believe it, instantly my behavior changed even in that day. I started mapping out some goals, like, like real, real goals. Not just ideal stuff, but I'm talking about real tangible goals. And I'm like, God, we can do this. He's like, oh, absolutely. Consider it done. And that core starts to change everything. It's like, yep, cut the TV off. I need to talk to you some more about something else. Because sometimes you just have stuff on just as background. And, man, I need to have it. It's like, no, Lord, I, Lord's like, no, I want your attention. Because I want to continue to deal with some core stuff. Because the way I want to rest on your life, the full weight the full way, because sometimes we can kind of rest kind of halfway because like, man, I don't want to crush them because they might be small, you know, whatever. They might not be able to handle my full weight. I love it. My wife, she held up these fingers, and she, she still does it from time to time, but she'll, she'll, she'll go like this. Can you carry me? In other words, can you support 
me? Can you support the weight? <coughs> and I love it sometimes when we just have, just, just have a moment when, when the kids ain't around. <laughs> we just have a moment. She'll just sit all the way in my lap, and I feel the fullness. <laughs> And it's been on some occasions just to make sure that I can still, that I can still do it. It's not about her, it's about me, that I can still do it. I'll just pick her up with my arms and be like, yeah, baby. Let me sit back down real quick. Because <laughs> I need to get stronger. But check this out. For where God wants to take the family and for me being the leader, the Lord's like, good, I need you to be stronger. I need your core to be stronger because of what you need to support. And not that, and so that's what's key. Truth, integrity, excellence, all this stuff. Relationships, this has to be strong. Because of the glory that wants to rest on you. The glory that wants to rest on you. So this is what the Lord said to finish up. You speaking about me when I'm making these statements based upon his word, he says this prophetically, and I'm saying this to you as well. You speaking about me on the inside of you. No, you're speaking about me on the inside of you. When we're saying I am this, I am that, I am this, he said you're speaking about me. That's on the inside of you. And the more you talk me up, the more I show up. That's how come when people see you, they get a sense and awareness of my presence. So don't let up on speaking my truth to yourself. Because guess what? Even if you don't believe it, the more you say it, belief is eventually going to come through and blow some things up. <coughs> That's what I appreciated. I've had those statements for, for quite a while now, but truth came to deal with some other things because the word, the statements kept digging deeper and deeper and deeper and looking for the faith to be able to spring forth. Because of the glory that desires to rest. So again, the response is simply to repent. And we have a change of mind from false ideologies. Here's one other thing that the Lord spoke to me, and I believe it'll encourage you as well. And we've heard messages similar to this, but it's fresh again. Who you are is who I am, and what I am is what you are. We know it, but it's another level of knowing that we can know. He says it again. Who I am is who you are, and what I am is what you are. And so it's a continual coming to a greater revelation of that truth. Of that truth that needs to prevail. So now with that, I want to have a moment. <laughs> Just by the Spirit of God, what some things, even as the Word has been going forth, that may have been identified. It's like, man, you know what? There's something that I know it to be true, but... Something has been hindering my belief or fully attaching, connecting to it, to where, to, to, to where that there's results in this earth realm. What is it for you? What is it, the truth that God has maybe even shown about yourself and then maybe have something, maybe something has been prohibiting you from actually walking in that? Is it fear? Is it rejection? Just the, is it worry? What is it that's been holding some things up that God wants to see forth in this season? The Lord's like, no, this is who you are, but <clears throat> some things you haven't seen yet because I want, I, I, want, I want to be able to rest more, but you just have to be stable in some more things. Not iffy, not wishy-washy about what God has said. What a question. <laughs> And even if you don't get anything in that moment, then what you want to say is, Lord, I am open to your truth. Yeah. 
And what that truth will continue to do is to break some things up, to break up some grounds. And you can't be prideful. <laughs> One way or the other, you cannot be prideful with the truth. Here's one of the things that I, I, I realized. Some of these core things, <clears throat> they got planted when we were young. And so that's why it's kind of hard to identify because there's been so many things that have been layered upon it. And so God's truth continues to penetrate and, and, and build up. I realized some of the stuff was rejection, but I was like, oh, man, that started when you was real young. The first time that you wanted to do something, and not even a parent, but someone says, ah, you know what, no, you can't make it. Or you try out for something, oh, you didn't get it. And it affects people different ways, but sometimes it's like, man. And it begins to show up. Sometimes it can be a parent. A parent could have done something just even out of ignorantly. Their core was jacked up, and it messed you up. But God's like, man, you know, I want to, because, because the way the next level of my glory wants to be able to rest upon you. And I'm talking about not just rest when we show up on a Sunday. But I mean rest where there's an awareness wherever we go. Because this is one thing that we know that God wants to be able to do, but I believe it's even a greater season, that the presence of God shows up not just in a service or in a meeting, but that he rests wherever we go. That the, our expectation of the presence of God isn't just, whoo, I can't wait to get into the presence of the Lord. I, I understand that because of the assembly of the gathering. That's great. But just even the value of who he is when we show up to places that, that aren't as comfortable. But because he rests on us, we're at rest. But it's the core things. The core stuff. In other words, God's like, look, as soon as you recognize, as soon as you identify it, now I want you to declare the truth. Sometimes it's the exact opposite in some occasions. So let's stand. <laughs> Was that a disruption? <laughs> Was that a dislodging? <laughs> Was that a displacement? If it's something that you take to heart, even in this moment, the Spirit of God, I know we have some time to think about it, but now we want the Spirit of God to just be able to kind of just sift through some heart areas. <clears throat> and some things, if anything, the Lord's like, he could be saying this, look, there's a truth that I've been speaking to you, and you've been grasping it on with one hand, but I want you to hold it, take it with two hands. In other words, there's a level of commitment and understanding. What is it? What is it? <clears throat> Here's another thing that God was even sharing with me. Some of the things that he started, as I started going through the list and having this moment with him, he started reminding me. He's like, hey, you know, I'm not the only person that said this to you. I spoke through other people to say the same thing. And then we take it and then we hear it and be like, oh, no, that's not me. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's not me. And guess what? It really is. He's going to be like, well, no, I don't want to be prideful. You don't have to be. Matter of fact, the pride is when, when we don't take it on. That's another form how pride shows up. <laughs> right. We're resisting what God says. And then it gets held off because now that pride gets resisted because God Pride and God clearly do not mix. There's another level of strength that must come forth from all of us. And it's not a condemnation thing, but it's like, man, let me identify what's been kind of holding this thing up. What, what, in, what has been lodged up even in my spirit, even in my mind, that's been holding, that's been holding up the manifestation. Because the kingdom of God is strong. The devil can't stop it, but we can. <laughs> and so what it is, because here's the thing, the enemy will just hold stuff, because he can only do but so much. He's like, here, take this. Take this information, and then we build it up. He's like, man, because I don't have the strength to, to, <laughs> to, to build up, but I, I just need them to just take this on. And if they convert it, if they identify it as truth, 
then I did my job. Goes back to the garden. And then God had to come and tell Adam and Eve, man, who told you you were naked? It's like, oh, well, the serpent. Man, the serpent is a liar. He lied to you. Then he had to deal with the serpent, then he had to deal with people. <coughs> the enemy just be like this. Hey, hold this for me. <laughs> and walk away. And next thing you know, someone comes along, it's like, hey, you stole that. And then you're all condemned as a criminal because you held something, held on to something that didn't even belong to you. But he placed it in your hands. Talking about, hey, hold this, and kept on walking. Don't they tell you to identify that even at airports? Look out for, <laughs> yeah, just don't be taking stuff from strangers. So what's something you've been holding that was placed in your hand by him? <laughs> and he done took off, and we done took it, held it. Not that you have to say it, but once you identify it amongst yourself. I thank you, Lord, for just even doing it now. Lord, for strengthening cores right now. <laughs> strengthening cores right now in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> and then we can make this one declaration in particular. Say, Father, Spirit of truth, <laughs> I receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth that you've declared about me. I reject the lie that I've been told and the lie that I've even told about myself. I thank you for freedom of movement and your glory resting upon me, resting upon me more. I thank you for the freedom of your truth. In Jesus' name. Now, here's another thing. <clears throat> I'm just even hearing this. Just in some instances, it might not be everybody, but some people in particular, in certain circumstances, the Lord is saying, look, don't hold back. Don't hold back as far as for just even who you are and what you've been gifted with. And it's not about being a show-off and just, just showing everybody and being you know, indignant, this is who I am and you don't see it and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 that ain't the attitude. <laughs> That's not the attitude. That's not the persona of Jesus. But as far as for just being able to the freedom and being able to flow and the uniqueness in which God has given you. Because <clears throat> some people, not all, but some people, the Lord's like, man, I just need you to be more comfortable with who I am on the inside of you. Because we've just been uncomfortable with just Lord, I'm just uncomfortable. I don't want to express it. It's like, no, 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 you can't. You have permission. Some people in your expression, some people in your expression just needs more refinement. <laughs> but allow God to refine that. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, just even for the freedom in the spirit to be who you've called us to be in this season. <clears throat> I heard this one thing right now. The Lord, some for some, the Lord's like, look, I need you to have more fun because I'm fun. <laughs> right. For some, the Lord's like, look, I need you to have more fun because I am fun. <clears throat> in other words, I need you to enjoy life.
I needed to enjoy life. And then there's some other things that <laughs> he was like, man, let's think together. Let's plan. Let's go somewhere. Don't believe the lie of poverty. That's saying that you can't go anywhere or you can't do anything. <clears throat> Lord's like, look, if you, the more you tap into the truth of who I am and, and riches and wealth, the more that you begin to identify with that, your habits and how we manage money and how we produce wealth begins to change. How we begin to steward finances. Because some, we actually have what we need. It's just Now it just becomes about management. Lord's like, man, I could do a lot with what you got right there. But it's the identity. What truth have we been identifying with? Or something that we haven't been taught. So, Father, again, we thank you. We receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And again, we say rest on us, glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, how many of y'all receive? You just receive just the truth, the truth, the truth, the truth. Nothing but the truth.